I'm a I'm a I'm a B I'm a B I'm a I'm a I'm a B I'm a B I'm a B dancing. Um, hey guys, welcome to Movies We Used to Like, a podcast where we talk Are about you still movies. Testing the mic? Are you still? Is this part of the show? No, now it's part of the show. God damn it! All right, yep. Welcome to the show podcast where we talk about movies that we used to like there we go hey uh, uh, just some housekeeping things before we get too far into this because frankly it's fun um number one if you have an email to send us we like those please send them to movies we used to like at gmail.com question concerns comments anything really if you want to send me a picture of a puppy, I like those. Sure. Also, right. please leave us a review on iTunes if you follow us there. A yep. five-star review, even if you don't mean it. And um, just tell people about us, because we like we like things. Also, if you have a recommendation for a movie you want, send we're on in. social media, yo. Please. We, we have Facebook. We have Instagram. Instagram. We have... That's it. An email. We also, yeah, yeah, we have an email. That's not really a social media. I'm sure on Google, if you were to Google it. Or on SoundCloud. Oh, yeah. Odds are you, you knew that, though. Odds are. Chances are. I just started, like, my eyes just started watering, and I don't rude. really know why. I'm not sad. I just. Taylor, are you okay? Honestly, I'm fine. I just, I don't know where this came okay, from. Okay, so what movies are we talking about <laughs> Oh, today? yeah. Uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. The World and Titanic. The cl- most Two classic combo. Are, the the this most is a cinematic combo. universe, right? It is absolutely a cinematic universe. I believe Titanic is a prequel to Scott Pilgrim. Um, I believe everything predating 2005 is a prequel, is a prequel to, to Scott, Scott Pilgrim. Pilgrim. I'd like to live in that world where that's the reality. I would too. I'm sure if you looked for it, you could find some like really tenuous link between these two movies. To- Oh my word! Like yeah, someone I, pointed out to me that Stan Lee has a cameo. Which rest in peace, Stan Lee. We haven't addressed that on the podcast. Stan Lee has a cameo in the Princess Diaries two. So a lot of people are like, "Oh, that means Princess Diaries two is part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and that the Queen of Genovia will be the one who stops Thanos in Avengers four. Honestly, if it was that, I wouldn't mind. Her name's Mia. Mia. Thenanopolis. Thenanopolis. It's a Greek That's name. That's a good movie. We need to do that one. Uh, God damn it, What's wrong? So listen, we disagree on movies a lot more. We're not going to disagree we on this episode. Not. Ooh, I don't think so. I'm curious. Okay, we might not. But we I, might know, I know next episode there's going to be some disagreements. There's for sure some disagreements in this world. Um, but let's, let's get into this because I love... This first movie with a passion. Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Scott Pilgrim. Came out in 2010. It's based off a comic book. Uh, it has 81% on Rotten Tomatoes, and it made $47.7 million. And it needed more. My word. It's Absolutely so fun. Needed more. It, what a fun um, movie. You can catch it on Netflix. So if you've never seen this movie, go watch this movie. Right now. Because it's great. Don't sit around on your butt like a butt sitter. Go... And- Watch this movie. Even if you're not like a comic book fan, this movie is. As just... a matter of fact, this is barely. I didn't even know this was a comic book yeah, movie comic until book years movie. after I watched it. Yep, 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 yep. So here's the basic plot line. Give us the plot, Rye. Um, Scott Pilgrim is a dorky 22 year old played by Michael Sarah, aka just Michael Sarah. Yep. And he falls in love with a girl named Ramona Flowers, who has the power to travel through time kind of it's like an interdimensional sort of, thing it's yeah. fine whatever but um in order to date her he has to fight all seven of her evil ex-boyfriends and other 
genders also there's one of those it's played as a reveal it's pretty it's actually really funny and then meanwhile she doesn't realize she's gonna have to fight several of his not really evil exes just his exes exes his exes aren't really evil yeah uh the whole thing is framed like a video game uh and a fight game and it's so (laughs) it just embraces (laughs) the comic booky weirdness and it's just so freaking great i love it Uh, and on that note what works about this movie and what doesn't work about this movie? you know what works about this movie most of the movie works about this movie i want to say like i think the style i'm not usually a style over substance kind of fella I think this one is one of the ones where I'm like, the, si- the style makes this like movie it's good. It's easy to like just look at this movie and be like, oh, it was great performances. Like they're really like over the top character performances. But I think like editing for this oh, movie God. is where it's at. Could you imagine how long they were in that stupid editing room? Ten times longer than they were shooting or writing this. Like, like oh boy. Oh. It's just like it's a masterful film in terms of pacing and editing and like it's so super stylized and they they juxtaposed like the super stylized stuff with like really mundane stuff. Yeah. And that works and the comedy really works and all the I think the comedy is the great. best thing about it honestly. It it's just very funny. It's it's, so it's a much funnier movie than an intense movie. Mhm. But I I love Scott Pilgrim. I'm a big Michael Sarah fan though. Me too. I yeah. just I think I could just watch him sit in a room and eat a banana. No. That sounds no. That was yeah, you said it. I could watch oh, him yeah. sit in a room and eat oatmeal. No, no, you already said banana. We, banana was the first. That if anything, that was a Freudian slip. No, I was that thinking. Was the first, I was thinking, don't say oatmeal, and I came up with banana. Don't say oatmeal. Don't say oatmeal. You no, know what they'll true. think if you say oatmeal? Banana. Um, is, I was just wh- like oatmeal's a cliche. And it's I a said little bit banana. of a cliche. Um, so what do you think? Jesus. What do you think? Maybe doesn't work about Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Uh, not really a lot. I think it, it, this movie is this is an example of a movie that was planned. It was really well thought out. You know what though? On paper, this movie sounds like it shouldn't work in the modern day because it's like this guy fighting, um, fighting people in order to get to date a woman. It seems like it's going to remove her agency, just like on paper. But it doesn't. And also, at all. he's dating a high schooler at the beginning. But yeah, again, on paper, sounds very weird. In the context of the film, she's at the age of consent in the city, and everyone treats him like he's being stupid for dating a high schooler, right. including her. She actually outgrows him, I think, mm-hmm. by the end of the movie. So the movie, like, it sets up to be something that is like maybe questionable, maybe like, oh, maybe he shouldn't be dating a high schooler or whatever. But the movie's aware of it. it it doesn't well, it's like, aware of everything. Like, she's definitely the alpha. Oh, gosh, yes. And she is. On paper, you would think that wouldn't work. Or not that not that it wouldn't work, but that you would think that he's the alpha and that relationship would be sort of iffy. Yeah. Well, and then I think the thing that stressed me out was the final bad guy, Gideon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, um, he... I was stressed for the implications of her choosing him and then Scott Pilgrim choosing to fight for her anyways yeah, yeah, until yeah, yeah. the big mind control reveal. And then mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, okay, I'm on board again. Yeah. Um, that's, in terms of like, you know, we have best moment and worst moment, just since you mentioned it. That's sort of my worst moment. What is? Up until it's revealed that it's mind control. Like yeah. on first viewing, you're like, eh, I don't know. Yeah, ooh, especially in a movie that's so solid up to her, that like, point. Especially maybe let her like, go alone. Um, yeah, what else? What else I have to say about this movie? Michael Sarah is great. Um, yes. Who plays his best friend? Kieran Culkin. 
he looks like Topher Grace. So in my head this whole time, I've been picturing Topher Grace. But Topher Grace is in this movie, is he not? I don't think is, so. Does he not play one of the ex-boyfriends, or am I just... That's Brandon Ruth, former Superman. He former plays the Superman, vegan. and now he's the, the vegan. The adult also, well, Legends something that's fun is they definitely do, like, these stereotypes, but they yeah. invert them the entire movie. So you have all these stereotypes where he's, like, meeting people that she used to date, mm-hmm. and they initially seem like they're going to be one thing, and then they're just absolutely not. The uh, vegan is my favorite version It just works on so many levels, and, like, even if you take it, like, strip away all the weird, like, video game stuff... This guy meeting this girl who he adores ex-boyfriends and seeing, like, what her taste at one point was is fucking hilarious. Oh, I know. Because she had terrible taste. And watching specifically a Michael Sarah type react to that. She had taste like I that. have taste. Oh, it's bad. Yeah, your taste is like Michael Sarah eating a banana. Oh, God, stop it. You're the one who said it. Yeah, but I didn't say it in that way. You're the one making it bad. That's usually how this works. Oh, my word. Just um, quit it. Also keep in mind, this is 2010, so this is kind of before the comic book adaptation bubble had really sort of expanded. So they were really taking a risk adapting a comic book that is not as popular as some other stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So here's another another little, little snippet about this movie. Um, Here we go. Okay, so the band, before they were... A band on Sex Bobomb is Scott uh-huh. Pilgrim's band, and um, they had them actually learn how to play instruments together. They had them take a few weeks and be a real band and perform in front of people. Michael Sarah is the only one who could effectively play like really, really well. So they had him play his bass worse, intentionally worse, oh, so I he could match that. the same level of playing that Sex Bobomb plays at. That is so funny. It's a weird little quirk in a movie with a lot of quirks. Well, it's lots of quirky movie. What, what's your favorite moment in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World? I have one. Go for it. It's the moment where his girlfriend comes to the door. Oh, and she says, is Scott home? And his friend answers the door and he goes, uh... And through the crack of the door, you see Scott dive through the window of <laughs> yeah. the house. Clearly in her eye line. And he goes, um... He just went out. And then he reaches back in and grabs the coat. My favorite is the really ineffective pun. You once were a vegan, and now you will be gone. Oh, it's so good! I and can see you making that joke. And then the immediate response is, "What?" <laughs> like, <laughs> they acknowledge how bad of a joke it is, but then it's his KO move. It's his knockout move. Which of her ex-boyfriends is your or ex exes is your favorite? Uh, the edge goes to the vegan. Yeah. Yeah, because it's so funny to me. It's just such a weird visual to in see. In terms of like the sequence, because yeah, I really love the Chris really Evans. Fun. Chris Evans. That's is really a really fun. good sequence um, in terms of the battles too. In terms of just like one-liners, nothing really beats. I was by curious. Well, now I'm by curious. <laughs> Begin. It's so great. It's so great. Player one, ready. I've read theories online, which. This is not the movie you should be theorizing because it's based on a comic book and it was never intended to be like multi-layered or whatever. But there's like all these theories online that when he goes to the bathroom for the first time, you know, and the P bar goes down, mm-hmm. that's when it like cuts into basically a dream world. Oh, but the, it's based on a comic and in the comic, no. they never really try to explain any of it. So it's not, there's no point in trying to dig any deeper. This is just a really hyper stylized movie. It's about oh, yeah. a guy meeting a girl and having to deal with her exes and it's just 
hyper stylized also, like a video game. I think I'm gonna say it's more it's more more multi layered than people give it credit for. Absolutely. By virtue of I think Knives Chow complicates the entire movie by so much. She weirdly became. I remember being kind of annoyed by her the first time I right? watched this movie, and then this time when I watched it, I was like, oh, interesting. She's like a counterpoint to the whole rest of the. I film. was gonna say that too. The first time you watch it, it's like you just don't like her, and then I was watching it again, and I was like, she's like actually a really crucial character. In she's movie. really crucial. She's really sweet, and she kind of shows. Yeah. I think what it is, the reason that she's a little much is because she's supposed to be showing that what Scott's doing is a little bit much, too. Yeah, and also, like, Scott's not a great guy. He really isn't. They don't try to make you think he's a great guy. No. Um, but Knives kind of is a good person. Yeah, she is. Especially by the end. Yeah. God, what a good movie. And I think yeah. it just, it, it's, I think so many people like it because it works. If one level doesn't work for you, to so say just the video game level doesn't work for you, the humor works for you. And if the humor doesn't work for you, there's actually like a pretty sweet story in there. Yeah. Well, and I love the ending. I think yeah. the ending is a lot more thoughtful than it could have been, mm-hmm. maybe. Like the fact that they end it with such a beautiful moment of like knives breaks up with him mm-hmm. it gives her so much authority in yeah, the story the and it gives it it makes it almost to where i like loki think she's the sleeper main character i think she she her Nines journey is the only the one i think her journey is the one that's like it's the most relatable it's the most it's, relatable it means the most like all scott learns is self-respect which yeah. is admittedly a funny sequence but like yeah. he wasn't that far off of being self-respecting if anything he went from selfish to self-respecting which yeah. seems like maybe a lateral move he's decently, with a slight incline he's decently selfish at the end of the movie because like the goal isn't really to get him away from selfish no it's to make him respect himself but right. he never seems to not respect himself realistically he's still a dick to knives like yeah, but she she she's the one who's like, you know what? I'm done with it. Yeah, exactly. I love I love Knives Chow. Um, now, this has been Knives Chow is the secret hero. Knives Chow versus the world is the sequel. I know, I like her. I was gonna say so. You have to kind of address it because it's been on the internet recently. Mm-hmm. That, like, talks of sequeling this movie. No, which is a terrible idea. Yeah, it's a really this bad is a idea. very like contained story. It's not a world that I want to see. It's a like this is the story. And I don't, I mean, unless they went somewhere weird with it and like, it, maybe it's a different character, which is a whole new set of characters stylized like this. Maybe like if it's a, like a spiritual successor, maybe. Well, like Knives Chow versus the world, I would watch. Yeah, but I don't want to see a sequel to this. Like, I don't want to see Scott dealing with seven more exes. I want to see Scott dealing with why he's Depression. such a butt face. Yeah. I want to see Scott look in the mirror and say, who did this to me? Why am I such a hurtful, mean person? Why am I incapable of looking past my own skin? See, I want it to be a I sequel would love that, that is an Oscar-winning Knives drama. Chow versus the world. And Scott is one of the evil exes. I'm going to say... He's the final boss. I'm going to Okay, yes. But I'm going to say, instead, my pitch to Hollywood is... Um, Second pitch. I'm going to pitch a lot of things. Let's just have an Oscar award-winning drama of Michael sitting on a couch. Michael, of course, being Michael Sarah, but yes. we're on a first-name basis now. Eating a banana. Eating oatmeal. Okay. Don't say oatmeal. Don't say oatmeal. And banana. definitely sits on the couch looking straight forward for about 30 minutes. Mm-hmm, as you do. Has an existential crisis right then. Just watch his face. Just mm-hmm. like a, zoom in on his face. And it's just him going, I've ruined the lives of everyone I've ever encountered. <laughs> I've literally killed people for a woman yep. who never said that she wanted me until yep. the end. Mm-hmm. I was right, but like I didn't know that. And that's it? And then I want him to melt into the couch 
tearfully, I just want a really long extended sequence of, of someone becoming better. You I know, no, I have nothing against that. Um, so Hollywood, make it happen. Make it, just happen a it doesn't even seem like this would cost that much money. It's Michael, just Michael Sarah Sarah might do it for free. Sitting on a couch. He's not working a lot lately. Is he not? Not really. I think Jesse Eisenberg came in and sort of swept oh, up his... Oh, he's so much worse. He sort of... Oh, he is worse. Boo. But he, he took his thunder right after the uh, the social network. Can we just never mention Jesse Eisenberg until we get to a Jesse Eisenberg movie? Because I will talk about Jesse Eisenberg. I really Eisenberg. don't like... Well, just briefly, I only like him in the social network. Yeah. But I really don't like him That's because they were like, look, he's a jerk, and that's it. Yeah, exactly. Just be yourself on camera. Um, okay. How did you feel about this movie then? How do you feel about it now? I used to not like this movie very much because really? I was a young and impressionable youth and I was really stressed out by all the sex jokes and also yeah. it makes sense because I was in the closet and the gay jokes stressed me out That's too. Fair. So I remember being like, <laughs> and then I watched it this time and thought it was a blast. Yeah, I think I, I liked it when I watched it at first because I think I just liked the, like, oh, it's, it's a video game. It's stylized. It's fun. There's cool action. And then now rewatching it, like, it's so funny and it's so layered. I just really like it a lot. Um, good. Anything else? I like it. Just watch it. Watch it's, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World for sure. It's on Netflix. Go watch. Pop open a bottle of, of pop. Uh, soda. Pop. Nobody calls it pop. We, we call it Coke back in Texas. Yeah, you were telling me about yeah, this. Yeah, it's super can weird. Can you explain this? Because it's yes, ridiculous. I can. Um, so yeah, let's pretend like this is the first time we're having this conversation. Okay, let's Back pretend. in Texas, all sodas are called Coke. That's fucking ridiculous. No, so it's not. So if you not. go to a restaurant and you want a Sprite... I would say... They'd come and they'd be like, what do you want to drink? And I'd say, can I have a Coke? And they'd say, sure, what kind? And I'd say, a Sprite. And they go, yes, of course. You see how that's ridiculous, right? Another alternative um, version of this is, hello, can I have a Coke? Absolutely. What kind? A Coke. Sure thing. You see how that's so ridiculous, right? Like, imagine if you wanted to buy a car. Can I have a Coke? Yeah, sure thing. And you had to walk in and be like, "Uh, I want to take a look at your Nissans. And they were like, great, what kind? And you were like, a Jeep. That's, it's fucking ridiculous. You're naming a brand. What Cokes do we have? That's a pretty common. Oh, no. Like, with pop, I get it. Because it's like soda pop was the original word. They took pop. We took soda. And with Coke, we just all did cocaine and then shortened that and then started drinking soda and got confused. Oh, no. Another little fun fact about my hometown is my high school is named Friendship High School, but it's misspelled. So it's F-R-E-N-S-H-I-P. Friendship Tigers fight, fight, fight. Oh, my God. That's real? Yes, that's real. I have sweaters. I've heard you say friendship before, but I assumed it was friendship high school. No, I say it correctly based on the spelling. And oh, man. Um, that's the place that educated me. Also, it's a long pause. I was valedictorian of Friendship <laughs> High School, which makes me feel <laughs> that I'm like king of the king of the stupids because I couldn't like we can't spell like they actually are very intelligent people. So I'm not calling people that went to Friendship High School stupid. OK, I'm saying that the fact that we misspelled our name and just left it. No one shifted it. No one was like, should we change it? No, it's not a last name. You've never met Carl Friendship. You've never met Bob. So are you Friendship, under the impression that Julie Friendship the school, made a typo and then people pointed out to him and he got really defensive about it? Absolutely. I think okay. so, because I read a whole article once about this guy who like oh. they were 
like, did you mean to spell it that way? And he goes, no, I was going for this. Like, this is what I wanted. What and so dick. I just picture some really old man who's given his like last pennies to the state for making a school happen. And then they're like, did you misspell it? And he goes, no, no, no I didn't. No, I didn't. F-R-E-N-S-H-I-P friendship tigers fight, fight, fight. Also, I was in marching band. That's one of my most embarrassing moments in life. Oh, no. For four years. I well, played French horn. I didn't even play saxophone or drums. Those would have been cool. Speaking of saxophone and drums, have you seen Titanic? That wasn't as good as my transition last That was week. a terrible It was transition. bad. Okay, let me try again. Um, let me say that sink. Ah, Titanic. Speaking of sinking, spoiler alert, Titanic came out in 1997, has an 89% on Rotten Tomatoes, and it is one of the highest grossing films of all time, making $2.187 billion at the box office. That's billion, not million. Um, And the plot of this film, boy oh boy, Rose, well actually, I'll tell it chronologically, the way the story, the the movie tells it. Okay, so here's the deal. When we give plot synopses, can we shorten them? Yeah. Because sometimes we're talking about the plot, and I'm like, let's chill. We'll expand on things that matter. Like Knives Chow, she wouldn't have made the plot synopsis. She wouldn't have, no. But boy, do we love her. Yeah. Because her highlights get knocked the crap out of her hair. Kapow. Kapow. Alright, Titanic. Bunch of people, they're out on a research vessel. Uh, looking at the wreckage of the Titanic, they're trying to find a big old diamond. Uh, then flashback. No, known as the heart of the sea. Known as the heart of the sea. Flashback to when the Titanic wasn't underwater. And there's a lady named Rose. She's part of a wealthy family. She's betrothed. She doesn't like him. She doesn't like him. And he is played by... A guy that looks exactly like Taylor. There it's it been is. a long-standing joke. There it is. That Billy Zane looks exactly All right. like Taylor. Hancock. So if you know nothing what I look like, Google me and then Google Billy Zane and, and send in an there's, email. There's no difference. Please send in an email. Also, having watched this movie, not only does he look like him, he is him. Taylor is I, Billy Zane. Stop because that. Because he's mean to me all of the time. You're mean to and me I too. Need to win. Name once. Name once. I've been mean to you. I'm waiting right now. No, I am not. I'm okay. just pointing out. You at home, listen to our previous podcast. Send it an email. Who do you think is meaner to the other person? And do you think t- Taylor looks like Billy Zane? End of story. And the answer is, no. in this order, Taylor's meaner. Taylor looks like Billy Zane. Anyway, Rose, <laughs> she's betrothed. They go on the Titanic. It's this. It's the maiden voyage of the Titanic. But you know who else is on that ship? By golly, well, he wins a ticket in a gambling Good thing. old Leo D. Good old Leo DiCaprio named Jack. Or It's implied that his name isn't actually Jack, and that's just a, Okay, ignore that. Whatever. Anyway, and then he gets on the ship. Uh, it's Romeo and Juliet on the Titanic, and then the Titanic sinks. Although they are not going to die, except it's the Titanic. Well, one of them. Can I tell die. you what I think works about this movie so well and why people what? love it? What works about this movie? So, okay, first off, you a well, let's just get you did not like it this time, right? Or if you did, you were like it's really inconsistent, right? Is that what you? The you're more I watch this movie, the less I like it. Okay, I liked it this time, and I've never liked it before. Okay, why do you like it more this time? Because I feel like they gave so much time to the relationship between Jack and Rose that you forget what's going to happen. Yes, that's... And it's just like, it's like there's this incredible movie right in the middle, like this beautiful rom-com that you just get so invested in that you kind of forget they're going to die. The best quality about this movie is they somehow were able to make the audience, literally every time I watch it, forget that the movie called Titanic ends with the ship sinking. Every time I watch it, I forget. And that's this movie's greatest quality. Well, I think they, they just put so much time into the characters and the drama yeah, of it all. Like, 100%. Kathy Bates' character, incredibly well done. But she she's so funny. And, like, 
she like ends up kind of bridging this this gap sort of and showing like what could be it's like weird they they just they stack the cast so well and the storyline separate of them being on the titanic is they have three days to fall in love they do fall in love and upon getting there she might have to choose to leave her fiance and Mm -hmm. she very well could choose to leave her fiance because she feels trapped yeah starts with her attempting to commit suicide they move on move on move on in love goes and pursues her dreams you could see a movie where it was just that was the movie yeah. uh, and so they putting this in the middle of an actual movie where just a disaster strikes a is beautiful yeah it's a um, really good idea it, it is i mean it was pitched as uh it was literally pitched as romeo and juliet on the titanic um and that's on a very base level that's what it is i think i've watched a documentary and i'll show it to you and there it's about Titanic as the best movie of all time and the worst movie of all time. And it, it just half of the documentary is this is what works about Titanic. And the other half is this is what doesn't work about Titanic. And it's a great movie in terms of like the craftsmanship, but that's what you get with a James Cameron movie. Like you get the craftsmanship, the attention to detail. They built that massive. You get someone in water at always, some point. Someone is always in you water. You have someone in a James who Cameron wants movie. to fly. Always. There's always someone who wants to fly. There are vehicles, vehicles every time. Every time. Like a lot. Like there's sometimes a, there's there are kind of a, sometimes there are terminators. There's an unexpected sexual tension that rises yep. into them fully having sex. Always. Usually in a pastiche of sorts. Like sometimes they're on a on a bed at dusk. Yeah. Sometimes they're in a car and her hand slaps the window and you're like ah yeah, woo, woo. jump scare jump scare um yeah but the the <laughs> my favorite parts about this movie is like James Cameron clearly like poured his heart into this that practical set if you've watched any of the behind the scenes stuff yeah that practical titanic they built and snapped in half yeah like oh my it's god it's incredible and just for people who don't know what a practical set is a practical set is a set that they physically built it's real it's a real it's set. not cgi there is cgi in this movie but it's used and it doesn't it's always not. work it doesn't still work all the time are you talking about the bodies falling yeah. Yeah, those look really And then also, they look really also just sometimes when they're looking over the boat and you can tell they digitally inserted the background, it's pretty visually like, oh, yeah, that's not real. Um, yeah, but it's mostly used as a, that's one of my things with CGI nowadays is I feel like it should be used as a tool and not a crutch. And in Titanic, it does feel like it was used to enhance what they oh, had yeah. already filmed as opposed to like nowadays, the whole boat would be CG. Oh, you want to know my Titanic fun fact? Yeah, go for it. So, um, on film sets, a lot of times they bring food in Mm -hmm. for the crew and the cast to eat. Craft services. Craft services. And they had, there was a clam chowder that was like legendarily good. Legendarily good clam chowder. So everyone went. Some people got seconds. Turns out somebody laced the clam chowder with PCP and it shut down all of the production for like two full days. I didn't know this. Yeah, That's shut so down production great. for like two days. Several big name people ate the clam chowder. Bill so like, Paxton? if you, I don't remember exactly who. I do know, like, I think James Cameron did. Like, everyone was just tripping. That they is still so great. to this day don't know. And I would like to pitch an alternative podcast to you, Taylor, which is let's investigate and solve and solve who who. Placed it? Laced the PCP. I'm so down. True crime chowder. That's that's my kind of true crime. Is lacing is soups? Who did it? I don't care about the murders. <laughs> People are gonna die either way. Not everyone's gonna take PCP. Congratulations, sir. Everyone dies. You either kill yourself or you get killed. No, you. It's a vine. You haven't seen that? Yeah, I have. Okay. Just that set. Uh, anyway, yeah. Um, but yeah, what doesn't work about this movie, Ryan? Um. 
an unpopular opinion. I think there's too much going on. Actually, yeah. pretty popular opinion. I think that's the I, most popular. Opinion. Way too much going on. This movie is packed. And sometimes it's, they're like, "Here's history for you. Here's a quick history lesson." Over three hours long. Let's just talk about history for a while. It's so so long. You could like I. There have been many times because they play this movie on TV nonstop. You can just walk away and come back, and you're still nowhere near the ship sinking. And then once the ship starts sinking. You realize how long it, this movie actually is because that sequence is another forty-five minutes of the ship sinking and then all the the cleanup afterwards. Um, it's very long and at times very awkwardly paced. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> okay, I'm cool. not going to disagree with that. You. I like um, I I love Kathy Bates's character so much. Yeah, what's her name? Big uh, the big, unsinkable the unsinkable Mary Molly Molly the unsinkable Molly Ringwall Mary. Mary. Unsinkable Molly Ringwald. Unsinkable Mama. Mama Juju. Mama. Voodoo Mama Juju. Nope. That's a weird side. Kathy Bates plays like four characters. And I'm okay with it because she's good in all of those characters. But she does play four characters. She's great. Um, Leo. It's good. Oh God, yes, I love. It was always good. People I always say that he should have won for this movie. He is I just so agree. out of her league in this. Yeah. Not like I'm not saying acting wise. I'm not talking no, performances. I'm saying that man could do so much better than Rose. Yeah. Like I was watching it this time and going, like, I don't really root for them getting together because I'm like, you don't deserve I that don't either. Yeah. You you don't deserve a second of that. He's fun and cool, and you're like a weird uptight person who can stand on your toes. Congratulations. That's Romeo and Juliet too. It's the same thing where you're like, okay, I like Juliet. Like, I could get being attracted to Juliet. Romeo's kind of a dick. It's like West Side Story too. Like Tony's not really that great. I've never seen West Side Story. Tale as old as time. It's just Romeo and Juliet told over and over again in different stories. Well, anyway. okay, okay. So here's what's stupid about this whole being like it's Romeo and Juliet thing. On a ship. Is this is not the only love story that is inherently star-crossed. In fact, Romeo and Juliet references other stories that are equally star-crossed where people are in love and it doesn't turn out well. So people need to need to stop just no, using No, they're talking Romeo more from the idea or from the aspect that it's two people from like no, I know. Warring classes. I know. Yeah. No, I get it. I just think it's stupid. Yeah. Um, Look, I'm just occasionally, I just wish people would put more time into their references and reference other things too. Yeah, sure. Um, anything else you want to point out that specifically didn't work for you? I fucking hate the old lady. Oh, she's terrible. If I were to recut this movie, I would cut out the modern day stuff completely. Yeah, I would too. Gone. Um, I would maybe add a little bit at the beginning, setting up the relationship between Rose and her mom. Yeah. Because uh, I feel like that's underserved, even though the rest of the movie is very, very full. I would maybe add a little bit in between Jack and his friend, because then when his friend is... Yeah. Yeah. And I like Jack being like a nobody who wasn't on the record, and you don't know a lot about his history, because then his death is sort of like... Well, nobody remembered him, except for Rose. I like it too. I also would keep him dead. Oh, yeah, kill him. And I would have an ending where she rides off into the sunset, and that's it, on a horse with yeah. both legs on each side of the horse. With both legs? Yeah, because she talked. There's a, that's a reference to the movie. Oh, I don't okay. think you're catching all of my references I'm not, to I very specific do. moments. That's too specific See, for Rose, me. Rose and him are talking about like how she should be riding on a horse, and she's like, he's like, you can't do any of that like side saddle crap. Right, and she, she goes, side saddle, yeah. she goes, you're wanting me to do it with 
one leg on each side? And he goes, yeah. And it was at that point that I was like, this needs to be a love story between Jack Dawson and Jack Dawson. Jack Dawson needs to learn the self-respect to not go for that stupid woman. My word. She can't even be like, yeah, I'll ride a horse like a normal human being. What an idiot. What an idiot, Rose. Um, yeah, if I were to recut it, I would, I would add more backstory for her setting up the relationship with her mom. Because you really don't, like... I don't care. I don't care. And they have that moment of, like, tension, but you're like, I don't, yeah. This is the last time I'm going to see her mom. Her mom's just at dinner all the time. I don't really care. I don't Uh, care. And then, yeah, because then all that gets pushed on to Hartley, who's her fiancé. And it's like, okay, well, just take the mom out of the movie. Yeah, yeah, no. Either get rid of her or Or establish it better. Make her at odds with Hartley a little bit. Yeah. Um, cut out all the modern day stuff. I know that the reason it's in there is because James Cameron genuinely took a research vessel out to the Titanic and did underwater footage of the Titanic. And like, that was just a passion of his. It doesn't belong in the movie. The diamond does not belong in the movie at all. Oh, it's so stupid. It's, fun, it's this and also, stupid. Like, listen, I understand what a metaphor is, but maybe don't use them all the time. And also, like, they needed something to tie the past to the present as well, and it was just like... <laughs> I do like the nudie photo. That should have been yeah. all that there was. Yeah, okay. The nudie photo would have been a funny thing, because yeah. you're, like, looking for an explanation, and they're just like, look at this cool photo we found. And she's like, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> look. But my yeah, my, my... my my cuts would would remove most of the if not all of the modern day sequences and like there's some really awkward dialogue with her where she's describing like the eroticism of I've never been more aroused in my 80 oh, years of life. Okay, no, it's um that was the most erotic yes. moment in my life. And, I'm just like, and then there's okay. a pause and it shows their faces and she goes until then or it, no, wait, was it? Yeah, no, it was. That yeah. was the most erotic moment in my life. Up to that point. And I was like, ooh. Ooh, I don't want to think about that. Cut it out of the movie. No, thank you. Go back to the story, you know? My Um, gay butt doesn't want to be thinking about that. (laughs) About an 80-year-old woman. She died recently, I think. I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to make But so did Bill Paxton. Oh, no. Bill Paxton died a couple years ago. Can we just, like, make this movie again? It's it's all there. I just think it's too much. This movie just needs an edit. You you know what? This, This movie... Hey Disney, after we're done with Disney? the Atlantis miniseries, is this a Disney? Can movie? you buy Titanic oh. well, and also make Fox. a miniseries of the Titanic? It's Fox, so, so they, they own it. They own it now. Hey. Um, yeah, I just want uh, I want jungle all this footage. Boogie, jungle boogie, boom. Uh, okay, I want all this footage, everything they shot, all the acting performances, all the amazing like sets and and attention to detail. I want it trimmed down, trim the fat. And I'm in. You have a perfect movie. It really could have been. There's and honestly, a I still like it. Movie. I still actually no, have a lot of passion. I don't, I don't for hate this movie. movie. I think it's art. It's, it's beautiful. It's, it's a so well made. I watched the made for TV version, and it was great. And I've seen so many documentaries about the making of, and like it, this was a a passion project, and it was. It's great. It is. It's a good movie. But I'm just saying, like within this good movie, there's a perfect. movie. I know where James Cameron lives. You want to send him my? He has a steering wheel in his. Front yard. Do you know that on my laptop I have uh, a doctored script or like a, a re-edited script of Terminator Genesis? Do you really? Because I was so upset at Terminator Genesis that I was like, here's what you should have done. <laughs> I like that about you, but also you're a huge dork and I appreciate it. I want you, I, Taylor, you. spread your little wings. You fly into the sky but don't fly Look, too high. Don't be. Is it is it so wrong of me to want a good Terminator movie after 
30 years. Is it so wrong of me to have only seen Terminator Genesis and Salvation and therefore I refused to Those ever watch another Terminator? Those are two of the Terminator. worst Terminator movies. They were so bad that I'm not watching another one. You only watch Terminator 1 and 2. Terminator 1 is a good movie. Alternatively, you watch Terminator Salvation and Terminator Genesis, and you say, okay, no. I just don't like these. And then someone starts Terminator in the break room, and you go, I'm leaving now. Because James these Cameron movies are is such bad. a weird guy, because he talks about how much he wants to like protect his properties. He'll talk about, like, oh, I need to protect the Avatar franchise. Oh, I need to protect Titanic. I need to protect the Abyss and all this stuff. And then he just hands off Terminator to some schmo who makes three terrible movies. And now he steps in and remakes the whole franchise. Like, come on. Oh, wait, is that happening? They're not doing a remake. This They're making the official Terminator 3. So Ooh. it's going to be a sequel to Judgment Day. Linda Carter came back. It's Ooh. a new... It's not Arnold. Is she old? Yeah, she's old. It's like it's like Ooh. Halloween, how they're just going back and it's a sequel. And they're cutting out all the other ones. It's the same thing. Linda Carter's back and it's a new Terminator, which has been one of the downfalls. It's like, I don't want to see Arnold anymore. Like, come on. Get a good actor in there. It's the guy from... Just so people can know what was happening there. Um, He is doing a little jig, like a dance. And what's happening is his hands were moving, and I don't think he realized he was doing it. But now that I've pointed out, he's still doing it. It was weird. It was like a long, extended little dance move. I get excited when I talk about Terminator. Terminator. This is a thing I'm learning. So am I going to have to watch Terminator now? Are you going to make me? If you just want to watch two Terminator, like just one and two. Judgment Day is the best movie they made. It's the second one. And so this new but one is going to be Terminator You also like 3. Tim Burton, and I don't. I love Tim Burton. I'm going to dislike these movies. All right. Uh, final thoughts. Whoa, sorry. Best moment, worst moment, real quick for Titanic. I think I already gave my best moment is Kathy Bates in general. Okay, and worst moment? Uh, worst moment is... That erotic line was yeah, what I was yeah. going to say. All I the old lady so stuff, specific, specifically that line. I think my best moment... Also, like, what kind of room is this full of scientists listening to this woman tell her, like, yeah, exploits? Like, she's just like, ooh, we got in a car and I slapped also, like, that window. This is bullshit. They need to listen to her whole story. You want to know where the diamond is? Just be like, um, do you remember where you put the diamond? Remember where the diamond was? Like, and that's like, the conversation. She's like, wait, wait. Hold on. There's more. I'll start from the beginning. I'll start from the beginning. Uh, and keep going. And going. And going. Also, I won't give you the diamond. I'm throwing the diamond into the ocean. She fucking still has the diamond. Throws it in the water. What a bitch. What a nightmare woman. Jack, you could have done better, buddy. You could have. You could have. All right. uh, Final thoughts on these two movies, right? Um, Watch Scott Pilgrim and watch Titanic if you have 8,000 hours to spare. Or if you just enjoy a good movie and yeah, enjoy like envisioning a full what day could be to watch better. This movie. Yeah, and I didn't plan. And so, okay, here's what happens with Taylor and I sometimes is I choose movies based off the time allotted that I have in the week. And Taylor chooses movies based off his heart. And so sometimes I'm like, let's watch this really short 90 minute or less movie because that's what I have time for. And Taylor's like, great, the Titanic, three hours and 16 minutes. Okay, to be fair, normally I give you the movies the night before. This time I gave you the movies like two nights before. And I worked 17 hours collectively between those two days. I'm not blaming you, Ryan. I'm just trying to stall while I pull up the emails. I know. Do you want me to just pause it until you're ready? No, I just want you to keep talking. I don't want to keep talking. Oh, it's up. All right. Guess how many emails we have, Ryan? One. Zero zero emails. Zero emails? But you know what's great about that? That means there's so much room in our inbox 
for more emails. Oh, God. So if you want to send us an email, movies you used to like at gmail.com, and we'll be back next Friday with another episode. Bye, guys. Thanks for joining us on movies you used to like at movies you used to like. Gmail.com. Bye. Um, take another little piece of my yeah. heart now, baby. Come on, come on, come on.